Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Praise the Lord. My, my, my. What a powerful song service that is. It feels like Easter to me. I hope somebody somewhere is also feeling just like I'm feeling. This sounds just like Easter to me. My praise be to God. It doesn't even look like we are not in in the church building, isn't it? The atmosphere is being created right there in the homes. Easter is still happening irrespective of the lockdown, but we're still saying glory to God anyhow. Praise be to God. That sounds like Easter to me. Hallelujah. What a blessing this is. We thank God. We've now come to this part of our uh, service as we're now getting ready to come to the preaching of the word. Amen. You know, it, it, it just feels so good when you get into this atmosphere. When you just start to feel there is nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow. When you start to think about that day on Calvary, 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 oh, Calvary. Brother, it just takes us into those realms that, you know, we just long to live in. Praise be to God. We thank God for his encouragement. Now, as we're getting close to the preaching of the word, I'm just about to introduce our precious pastor. Uh, our precious brother who is going to be ministering for us. But before I do that, I just want to just read some portions out of the Word of God here and then just say a few things and then I'll get our brother to take over from here. Amen. So I'm going to read out of the book of Luke, chapter 23. In the book of Luke, chapter 23. This was after they had crucified our Lord and Savior. Then the Bible says in verse 52, This man went unto Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. And he took it down and wrapped it in linen and laid it in a sepulcher that was hewn in stone, wherein never man before was laid. And that day was the preparation and the Sabbath drew nigh drew on. And the women also which came with him from Galilee followed after and beheld the sepulchre and how his body was laid. And then verse 56 it says, And they returned and prepared spices and ointments and rested the Sabbath day according to the commandment. So we find that He was crucified on a Friday. He was laid to rest in that sepulcher on that Friday. But then, verse 56, the Bible tells us then, on the Saturday, which was the Sabbath, they rested. Then, chapter 24, verse 1, then the Bible says, Now, upon the first day of the week, 
very early in the morning they came unto the sepulchre bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them so we we, we know that there was this day which was the sabbath day in which they did not go to the sepulchre and my mind at this time just goes into the mindsets of the people in that day what were they thinking about how disturbed were they how hateful was the situation that they had just gone through who they thought was their lord and savior has now been crucified and they've taken the body and they've laid it in the sepulcher and the bible says here the women followed this man that had requested for the body from from pilate and was granted and he went and he laid it in that sepulcher but these women they followed and they actually saw that this is where they have laid the body at that time the issue about the resurrection was completely out of their mind if you now go into luke chapter 24 the following day verse 1 which was now on the sunday but we also carry on in Luke chapter 24 and we read about the two that were going to Emmaus and they were very sad i want to look into this day which was the sabbath day which was the day after the crucifixion the day after the body had been laid in the sepulcher it was in that day that i just want to take a little focus on it was a day that was a sad day it was a day that was a gloomy day the people there you know were 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 worried and were wondering but what has become of our lord and our savior we pick them up now in a conversation as they were going down to emmaus the lord jesus christ appeared unto them but they did not recognize him but when he appeared unto them he said what are these things that you are talking about when you are looking so sad so everyone was sad it was a very heavy day for those people that sabbath day it was such a disturbing day they did not recognize what had happened and and they were just completely taken off guard until you know some disciples went a fishing and these ones started going all the way to Emmaus because everything that they had hoped for seemingly was lost But I want to say it, it was on that day when the world was so sad when the disciples were so sad it was on that day that something so great was taking place when the body was lying in the sepulcher and it looked like there was no activity anywhere but right on that very day when it looked like there was no activity anywhere there was a lot of activity in another realm in another dimension and we understand that it was at that time that Jesus went to the pits of hell and he went right down to the headquarters of hell when the world was crying when the disciples were saying but what has happened to our lord it was in that silence in that quietness in that gloom and in everything that they were going through that is the time when the greatest of works was taking place and what was the great work Jesus went to the pits of hell and he arrived right 
right there at the headquarters of hell and he says where is that man that has been my enemy all along and he went right through to where he was and the prophet says he took a hold of him he took a hold of his neck and he kicked him hallelujah and he took the keys of death and hell and he started his ascension praise be to god then he went via paradise, and we know the story from there. But I'm talking about this day when it looked like there was nothing that was going on, which is this Saturday that we are in, when it looks like there is nothing that is going on. I just want to encourage somebody right now and say, whilst it looks like God is not dealing with your situation, whilst it looks like God has neglected you, whilst it looks like God is not in your action or in your quarter, or you don't understand what is going on behind the sins. You might be very sad and very disturbed, but I want to say normally it is in that time that heaven is so busy that it is doing something so great, arranging something that is behind the scenes. Think about it, church. The disciples were almost crying. They were so lost and so low. But at that very time, Jesus was busy in action. Jesus was in the pits of hell, dispossessing of the enemy of the keys that he had held for all this time, ready to come out victorious, even with the saints that were in paradise. I just want to say to somebody that is so disturbed and so discouraged that at a time like this, brother, sister, take courage. There is something that is happening behind the scenes. I'm reminded of the prophet when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were just about to go in the fairy furnace, and it looked like when they were going in the fairy furnace, all hope was lost. But the prophet says, let us turn the camera a little bit and let us focus in another realm in heaven. And the prophet starts to talk about the jostling that was between the angels. Wormwood saying, let me go and flood them with water. This angel saying, let me go and I'll deal with the situation. But God says, ah, ah, hang on a little bit. This is a man-sized job. It is waiting for me. I'll go down at the appropriate time. Brother, it is in the time when it looks like God is doing nothing in our lives. That is when he's doing some of the greatest things that we can ever think about. And I I'm just reminded of such a day as Saturday that the same God that went in the quietness of things is the same God that is going in the quietness of this Easter. Hallelujah. Whilst you're in your homes, whilst you're wondering what is going on, but right in the quietness of this Easter, I believe that God is working in another realm. Get ready to receive a blessing. I said get ready to receive a blessing. And that blessing comes by the word. Glory to God in the highest. Praise be to God. How true the word of God is always. In the quietness of things. Isn't that the mystery of the seventh seal? When there was silence for the space of half an hour. But it is in that silence when great things were taking place. Praise be to God. Amen and amen. At this time now, we are coming to the ministration of the word. And by the grace of God, we have our precious brother and pastor Madiba all the way from South Africa. We thank God for Zoom. Amen. We thank God for a platform like this 
that now, you know, when Satan thinks he has locked us in the houses and we can't travel and you can't bring ministers, but praise be to God, we can have ministers minister to us even at this time. So, this afternoon, God giving us grace, we are crossing over to South Africa. And our precious brother, Madiba, is going to be ministering for us. And I'm sure a lot of you might have seen him on some social media platforms, on some recordings. What a great man of God. I love the way he goes into the word and I love the way he teaches. And I trust that the Lord is going to be a blessing to you. What an honor and what a privilege it is for us this afternoon to have our precious brother to minister for us. So I trust that uh, Brother Madiba would be ready. If I can just check with him now. Pason, are you there? If we can just be sure that um, we unmute him. All right. Very good. Okay, so he's unmuted. Pason? God bless you. Praise the Lord. Wonderful. We see you. So, Pastor is ready, and uh, we welcome you to Spoken Word Ministries in London in a virtual way, but we welcome you all the same. God bless you, Pastor. You can uh, have the liberty of the pulpit <laughs> and the freedom of the city. God bless you. Good to see you, my precious brother. Thank you so much, and thank you for accepting our invitation. God bless. God bless you, men of God. It is such a privilege to be invited to come and minister on this platform. And I just want to greet the believers. I know they are an invisible audience, but I hope that I'm audible that side as well. <clears throat> uh, firstly, uh, I know your pastor is, is a very competent teacher of the weight, and I feel much comfortable to be ministering to you because I know that you are a well-taught church. Now, <clears throat> uh, a lot of times when a minister is being invited, especially during this crisis, the expectation is that one would speak about COVID-19. I'm not going to give Satan that glory. I believe that the headline within the Christian cycles is not COVID-19. The headline is that Jesus Christ left the corridors of eternity and he came down. And when he came down, he died for the human race and rose again. That is what I want to speak about. COVID-19, it is nothing compared to what happened on Calvary 2,000 years ago. There is healing from Calvary. And as a result, we are not going to give too much attention to a demon but we are going to focus on who we are, especially in this moment of crisis. Now, I would invite you just to come and read with me as we turn to the book of St. John, uh, the first chapter, St. John, the first chapter. I'm going to read verse 1, and I'm going to read verse 14 as well. That is uh, St. John 1, verse 1, and I'm going to read verse 14. It reads in this manner, I hope wherever you are, you are able to stand up out of respect for the reading of the word. Not out of respect for a minister, but out of respect for 
the reading of the ways. Now, it reads in this manner, if it is found, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Now, verse 14, it says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and the truth. Now, as we bow our heads, gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you on this Easter weekend. Dear God, we know that you are an able God. Irrespective of the disruption that is taking place around the globe, as believers, we are able to come on platforms such as this to come and be of encouragement to your church, especially during this time. May you bless them wherever they are, Whatever you need, dear God, minister to their needs. I know you will do it, dear God, and there will be great testimonies that will come out of this crisis, dear God. We bless the church, we bless the pastor, and dear God, undertake for me, circumcise my lips as you circumcise their ears. I commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, as we, we turn... You may take your seats wherever you are. Maybe I will request Pastor Gwena. I don't see the video. I'm not sure whether I'm on or what. If you can just bring my video back so that I can see what is going on. Amen. <clears throat> now, firstly, I just want to kick starts by saying I really, really I'm encouraged by what the pastor just indicated here when he spoke about what happened 2,000 years ago when the church, when the Messiah was in the tomb and everybody thought that it was now over with the church. I could imagine what was going on during that time. The treasurer of the church had betrayed the pastor of the church and both the treasurer and the pastor were crucified. Uh, the pastor was crucified and the treasurer as well uh, committed suicide. I can just imagine the mockery that might have taken place on that day. People might have said, look, they thought it is a great church. They thought they have revelation, but look what is going on. Now, it seemed like everything has, had come to a halt. But it is amazing that whenever it seems like nothing is going on, something is going on in the invisible realm. While, as the pastor has alluded to that, at that time, when they thought nothing was happening, he had descended down into the pits of hell just to go and take the keys of hell, the grave, and death from Satan. And he rose again. Ultimately, whenever you see a church going through a crisis, the script says the church will emerge victorious. Now, I know there is a brother that is going to help me with few quotations because I would like to refer time and again to what the prophet messenger has mentioned. Now, in the message, unbelief does not hinder God. <clears throat> now, in this message, the prophet in paragraph 37, unbelief does not hinder God. The prophet says, we know that in the last days that what is going to take to take this i'm not hope i'm not doing anything wrong in the last days what is going to take to stand is a scriptural trained church on the line for there's going to be carnal impersonations 
The Bible said Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so will these men of reprobate mind concerning the truth. A critical statement that Brother Brent mentions in this quote is that in the last days, what is going to take to stand is a scriptural trained church. Now, what is going to take place, especially in the time that we're living in, and especially in the crisis that we find ourselves in, it is not so much about what we know about how viruses uh, mutate, all these things. Yes, it is good for knowledge, but what is going to take for us to stay? It is a scriptural trained church. And I believe in the end time, the prophet has prepared us for such a time as this, where we are scripturally trained. And when we speak about a scriptural trained church, we speak about men and women who know who they are, irrespective of the circumstances that they find themselves in. Now, as a result, in the crisis that we're in, we cannot be defined by the crisis. We cannot be defined by world events. We can only be defined by the weight. Because the scripture says, in the beginning was the weight. Now, I want to bring it to your doorstep and say, in the beginning, it was not COVID-19. In the beginning, it was not your economic situation. In the beginning, it was not the interruption that we see. But in the beginning, it was the weight. And the weight was with God. And the weight was God. Now, we have come to realize that when we read such a scripture, because we thank God that we had a prophet in the end time. You know, being, it is very special to serve God in our time. No wonder the prophet says every true servant of God would have wished to, to come to live in our time. Why in our time? It's because in our time it is full realization. It is not partial realization. Now, let's take it this way. When you look at Moses, he says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And then when you look at John, he says, in the beginning was the way, the way it was with God, the way it was God. That means John was able to go beyond Moses. But in the end time, William Branham came and said, let us travel hundreds of billions of years ago. Let us go back at the back part of the mind of God. Let us go back when, before God became God. Now, for you to be traced back to that origin, you can never be affected by something that started in time, in time dispensation. You were there before time and you will be there after time. COVID-19, these are the these are what is happening in time. But before there was a time, you and I, we were there in the mind of God. And today in our age, we are the thoughts of God expressed in our age. And I want to say a thought of God expressed in an age can never be defeated by Satan in any way. The prophet says the word of God will defeat Satan anywhere, anytime, and under any condition. Which time, even this time, it is included that we will defeat Satan. Churches may be closed, but Satan is still going to be defeated. Uh, we may not be ministering to you face to face. We may not be providing counseling to you face to face. But the weight in you will defeat Satan anyway, anytime, and under any condition. And that one, I'm very much encouraged on it. Now, the prophet says what is going to take, it is a scriptural train change. Now, I'm not introduced to my subject. I will do that because I wanted to make sure that you understand where I'm going with this because I believe I'm preaching to a scriptural train change. I want to speak on a title, God with a skin. Now, a lot of times we know, as the prophet spoke, he says, 
uh, it, first it was a thought and a thought was expressed an expression of the thought it is the weight and the materialization of the weight in flesh it is the manifestation so always there is a sequence of events there must be a thought and a thought must become the weight and the weight must become manifested now what is happening i've realized a lot of time satan is not so much worried about when it is still a thought satan is not worried so much about when it is the weight satan is worried when that weight when that thought becomes the weight and when that weight becomes the manifested weight that is where the devil has got a problem with now the devil had no problem when we were printing the spoken weight booklets remember the devil never had a problem when the voice of god was distributing the spoken weight uh, booklets around the globe but what gives the devil a nightmare is when those spoken words is when those quotations is when those scriptures become a human being they come into human form that's what makes the devil mad now we are going to make him mad because we are not going to stop with the scriptural process first the god the prophet grabbed the mind of god the thoughts of god then he spoke the thoughts of god which became the tapes and the spoken words booklets now as a result from there those spoken words and those booklets and those tapes now are becoming a reality now i want you to know who you are you're not just a church member that is why when a church is closed it does not affect the believers because we are not so much linked to the church the church is there for fellowship but before there was a church we were there as the sons and daughters of god and no matter where we are we will remain sons and daughters of god and satan must know there are certain things that are irreversible he can be he can have a control on the economy he can have a control on the commercial uh, commercial sector but there is one thing that is got no control the bride will emerge as an invincible army i believe that wholeheartedly now i want to speak about this thought god with a skin now the prophet spoke about a, a story that he narrated to the church where a young boy his name was junior was sleeping and it was during a time where there were thunderstorms and junior was sleeping alone in the room and a thunderstorm came and he screamed and the mother rushed to the mother's room and was screaming because junior was afraid and the mother sat down junior and said junior you've got to understand we are a christian family we believe in god so you must not be afraid at all go back to your room go there and just relax and have a peaceful sleep despite the thunderstorm then junior returned back to the room and as he was sleeping there then it thundered again then he screamed at the top of his voice and mommy went there and said billy uh, uh, junior don't you believe that there is god and junior said i believe there is god but when it thunders so hard mommy i need a god with a skin now brother pranam says it is exactly what happens with every christian he says wherever we are when we are caught up in a trap when we are under pressure we need god with a skin and that's what i want to expound on this morning and speak about this god with a skin remember a lot of times even jesus he was not fought so much because he was jesus but he was fought so much because he was the weight became flesh 
to call him Jesus was not a, 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 a was not a problem with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, but to call him Christ it was a problem because Christ it meant the deity in this body called Jesus. The devil always has a problem when the deity takes a human form. Now I just want to read something in the message a guide. If my brother can bring that quotation in paragraph thirty-five. It says in this message, a guide, paragraph 35, if my brother can bring it. Brother Brenham says, at the finishing of the seventh seal, the mystery of God should be finished. To know who God is now, let me just interrupt my thought process here. A lot of times, anything that you start, you must know what is the end game. Anything, if you are studying, you must know what will be the completion of the process or the outcome at the end of the process. If you start something but you don't know where you are going, you are not going to be satisfied. You are not going to know. You won't be able to know how to measure your result. Now, even with this message, you must understand. Yes, the message was preached to you. Yes, you came into the message church. Yes, you were baptized. Yes, you are part of the message church. But what is the end goal? If you don't know the end goal you're going to be complacent along the journey. And I think in this quotation, Brother Brenham is giving vividly what is the end goal of this ministry. He says, at the finishing of the seventh seal, the mystery of God should be finished first to know who God is. I am a firm believer that in our time, you would never know who God is unless the seventh seal is revealed to you. I'm not going to get into debate whether is it revealed or not revealed. If somebody tells me that it is not revealed, I normally don't debate with them because the one that feels the warmth of the fire is the one that is close to the fire. So certain things can never be resolved by debate. Certain things can only be resolved by experience. When we speak about the revelation of the seventh seal, we speak about a personal experience for a believer. Now, at the finishing of the seventh seal, the mystery of God should be finished first to know who God is, what he is, how he lives, his nature, his being. And the prophet said, you are supposed to be all the way up here by that time. And that time, the prophet was referring to our time. Before we speak about the crisis that has encountered the world, this time, this is where the church has got to be. The church has got to know who God is. Now, when you know who God is it, is, it gives you an assurance that nothing is greater than our God. Even COVID-19 is not greater than our God. Cancer is not greater than our God. Sugar diabetes is not greater than our God. There is no demon that is greater than our God. Even the devil is not greater than our God. Our God is sovereign. Our God is powerful. Our God is omnipresent. Our God is omniscient. Our God is omnipotent. He's got unlimited power. And there is nothing that Satan will ever do to limit God's power in the life of the believer. For me, in this, while the world is going through a crisis, I believe the real believers are having a jubilee because they know the kind of God that they say. This God opened the Red Sea. This God was able to bring the giants down in the promised land. This God was able to stop the chemical elements of the fire. This God was able to close the lion's mouth. This 
God was able to go into the grave and come out of the grave. This God in our time, he used the man to speak the spirits into existence. This God is unlimited. And that is why wherever you are, I want to encourage you, get in touch and know the kind of God that we say. And a lot of times I might say, it is ironic that most of you may be afraid of COVID-19, but some of you may have already contracted it without knowing it and may already have been healed from COVID-19 without knowing it. Now you are afraid of the enemy that you have already defeated. The prophet says, when that seventh seal comes, we should know who God is, what he is. Oh, this is beautiful. Now, a lot of times people will say, is there a difference between who God is and what he is? Oh, yes, my brother, there is a difference. Who he is does not change. But what he is changes. Because what he is, is his manifestations. This gives me some goosebumps. He can be a pillar of fire. He can be a pillar of the cloud. He can be a whirlwind. He can be a man. That's what he is. But who he is, his nature, the essence of who he is, does not change. So that means if you met him in Moses, Hallelujah. You must not limit him because you're going to meet him in Joshua. And if you have met him in Joshua, don't limit him there. He's going to be seen in Isaiah. And if you see him in Isaiah, don't limit him there. He's going to come in his fullness in Jesus. And when you see him in Jesus, don't limit him there. Hallelujah. He's going to come in power. And when he is in Paul, don't limit him there because he is going to come in William Brennan. Now, when he is in William Brennan, glory be to God, don't limit him in William Brennan because today the body of William Brennan is not here, but your body and my body are here. And the same one that was in William Brennan, the same one that was in Moses, the same one that was in every true servant of God in the end time is in every believer. This is good. My brother, bring the message, the adoption. Paragraph 76. I'm just having a jubilee here. Hallelujah. I may not see you, but I feel you are pulling. In the message, adoption, paragraph 76. If you can just bring it up, my brother. Brother Brennan says, you know, we, we must remember one thing. We, we are not Pentecostals. We operate at a much higher level than Pentecostals. We are not Methodists. We operate at a much higher level than the Methodists. We are the true bride of Jesus Christ, merited to our Lord in community of property. If you've got it, I'm going to read it in paragraph 76. The prophet says, and now, this may choke you to death because during that time he was speaking to a mixed audience. Some were not scripturally trained. But here I can speak and say, you will not be choked, but you will have a jubilee over the quotation. This may choke you to death, but did you know that men that are sons of God are amateur gods? 
How many ever knew that? How many knows that Jesus said so? The Bible, Jesus said, did you know your Lord say itself that ye are gods? And if you call them gods, which God said in Genesis 2, that they were gods because they were, they had full dominion over the dominion of the world. He gave him dominion over all things. And he lost his Godship. He lost his sonship. He lost his domain. And Satan took over it. Let me pause here for a moment. You've got to know what you lost. We did not lose a church membership. We did not lose a friendship with the Pope in the Garden of Eden. A man lost Godship. But there is something beautiful. God says, I'm the Lord of that God, and I will restore. And if he's a restorer, yes, he's got to restore the Godship back to man. And William Brenham in our time, I'm pausing here because I'm having a good time. William Brenham during our time, he was out hunting into the wood, in the woods. And as he was there, he was meditating on Mark 11, where the scriptures say, if you speak to this mountain and say, be moved, it shall be so. And he was thinking, and as he was thinking, the voice said, what did you want? Hallelujah. And William Branham said, I thought I was dreaming. And he said, I began to rub my eyes and the voice spoke again within William Branham. Remember, within William Branham and said, what did you want? The voice never spoke from outside. The voice spoke within. That is why there must be a still small voice within you. That's the deity built in human flesh. And the voice said, what do you want? And William Branham stood there and said, I need the squirrels. And the voice said, how many squirrels do you want? And he stood there and he said, I need three. Say, how do you want them to come? And William Branham stood there and said, let there be a squirrel. This, this is not the mouth of Jesus speaking. This is not the mouth of the one in Genesis 1 speaking. But now this was the mouth that was born by Charles and Ella Brennan. But behind that mouth, it was God himself. And William Branham said, let there be a squirrel. And there was a squirrel. And when he picked up the squirrel, he said, I thought it was a vision. I picked up the squirrel. He said, it was bleeding. A vision does not believe. Believe. Because now, this was a reality. It was a thought spoken. It became the word. And that squirrel became the materialization of that way. Became manifested. Remember, if you think of it, speak it, and believe in it, it will materialize. Now he picked up the squirrel, he was on his way, and the, way, the voice spoke again and said, you said, how many do you want? You know why God stopped William Brennan from living? It's because when he said, I wanted three, three became immediately available, but in an invisible channel, it was waiting for him to drop it down into the physical realm. Now, I want to say, some of you, your blessings are already there. Your healing is already there. Salvation of your children is already there. But it is in the invisible channel. It's waiting for you to pull it down and bring it into the physical realm. Glory be to God. Everything that a believer needs, it's already available. It needs you to have faith to bring it from the invisible to the visible. Hallelujah. Let me revert back. He says, and he lost his courtship. He lost his sonship. 
He lost this domain, and Satan took it over. And when you go and read it, when Satan took it over, it doesn't mean he took over our Godship. Brother Brenham in the seals, he says Satan's hand couldn't get hold of that title did. It returned back to the original holder. What it meant is it means is that he only disoriented us, but he only disoriented for us for a season because we will be restored back to our ought to be condition. And it says, but brother, we are waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God who will come back and take it over again, waiting for the fullness of time. When the pyramid gets up to the top, when the full sons of God, oh brother, when the full sons, that fool is there for a reason, when the full sons of God will be manifested, I see it is there for a reason. Because why? When you are born again, it's not enough. After you are born again, then you must receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And the baptism of the Holy Ghost will bring you to a stage of adoption. Now, but here, when the full sons, the born again, the converted, the adopted, when the full sons of God will be manifested, when the power of God will walk out, hallelujah, and will take every power that Satan has got away from him, Yes, it belongs to him, brother. And I think right now we are in that season where we need to take back every power that Satan has taken away from us. That's why we can never give Satan the last love. Satan has got to be stripped of his power. He must be stripped of his power in our finances. He must be stripped of his power in our marriage. He must be stripped of his power in our church. He must be stripped of power in our children. Wherever you see Satan strip him of his power, that power does not belong to you. That power belongs to the sons and daughters of God. That is why COVID-19 will not make us to be shaken in any way. We know who we are. We know where we stand. We have been well taught and we can strip Satan of every power. Hallelujah. My brother, bring this quotation for me, the unveiling of God. Remember, I'm still on the subject. I've not lost the trail of my thought. I'm still on the subject. God with a skin. Hallelujah. Then the prophet in unveiling of God, paragraph 171. The prophet said, the people think since something had happened to him, he was now different from the rest of the Israelites. He was different. His message was different. He was different from the priest. He was different from anything. See, he was a different person. The people seen something had happened. God had built himself in his prophet. Hallelujah. To speak his words to them. That's what he had done. Moses was that living weight to the people, veiled by the pillar of fire, speaking what was to be veiled later, behind badger skins. This is very critical, the last slide. Speaking what was to be veiled later, behind the badger skins. We know God's nature. The prophet said, you've got to know who he is, how he lives, his nature, his being. 
We know it has always been God's nature to hide himself behind a skin. And right here, when they were moving from Egypt to, to the promised land, God hid himself behind the badger skins. Glory be to God. And we find out that he hid himself behind the skin of Moses. We know that throughout the ages, Brother Bram said God does not change, but he changes the veil. Glory be to God. And we know that Jesus became the veil behind which God hid himself. We know Paul became a veil behind which God hid himself. We know William Brennan became a veil behind which God veiled himself. But be, thank be to God. William Brennan is not here, but there must be people. God must have a veil again. God must have a skin to hide himself behind again. And what is that skin today? That skin today, I'm making an announcement of my brother. It is you. It is me. It is my brother. It is my sister. We are now veiling God as Moses veiled God, as William Brennan veiled God. Glory be to God. Brother, bring the unveiling of God 131. We are having a good time here. Unveiling of God 131. The prophet of God says, Moses, this, this folks, this you cannot preach it among Pentecostals. This is, this is for the eagles. Moses had the weight. Now remember, after the weight was made manifest, Moses was Moses again. But while the weight was in him to be given out, he was God. Oh, glory be to God. Now, let's put it this way. That means when the weight, brothers, when the weight was in Moses to be given out, it was no longer just Moses now. It was God. Glory be to God. For he wasn't Moses no more. He had the weight of the Lord for that age. And the same principle would work even in this exodus. When the weight was in William Brenham to be given out, William Brenham was not just a Kentuckian man. William Brenham, now it was God in William Brenham. And stay with me here. We will never worship William Brenham, but we will never stop worshiping him that was in William Brenham. The body was not the deity, but the deity was in the body. Glory be to God. And if the weight, if the weight was in William Brenham and it was God, and today the weight is in the bride because the prophet says he is a great mystery. The weight is now in the bride. She has done, says the Lord. She knows what to do with it. Now, if the weight is in the bride, glory be to God, then I can say the bride is himself in a female form. Hallelujah. Brother, bring, I'm still on the unveiling of God. Bring 172, unveiling of God. Paragraphs 172. We are getting to somewhere. The prophet said, the word had to come from Moses first. See, Moses had the weight. They were written by God. Nobody could interpret them. Moses had to interpret them first. That's the reason he built his faith. Because do you see? 
the church says amen. He says, here it is. We could pick it up, pack it up, and everything else there, but it's got to be revealed. In order to reveal, Moses had to become God to the people. If you believe in our prophet, I'm quoting him verbatim here. In order to reveal, Moses had to become God to the people. Now, let's backtrack. Brother Branham here speaks of Moses. But if you read between the lines, he's not only speaking about Moses, he's also speaking about the prophet messenger of our time, who was himself. Had he put his name there, it was going to stumble a lot of people. That's why he had to put it like that and put Moses there. But he knew those that understand the Exodus would know as it applied to Moses, so shall it apply to the third Exodus. Now, Brother Brown said the word had to come from Moses first. Moses had to the way they were written by God. If you are a student of the message, you know he speaks about the seals. The seals, Brother Brenham, the seals had to come from Brother Brenham first. The seals had the brother Branham had the seals. The seals were written by God. Nobody could interpret them. Moses had to interpret them. That's the reason he built his faith. We could pick it up, pack it up, and everything else, but it's got to be revealed. In order to reveal, Moses had to become God to the people. Now we know that no one could really break the seals, but we know that he that broke the seal, the Bible says only the lamp was worthy to break the seal. But now in our time, Brother Brenham came and said, I had to go east and I had to come back to reveal, I had to go west to come and reveal the seals for the land. Now here's the question, if no man is worthy to reveal the seal, why did William Brenham stand behind the pulpit night after night and say the first seal was this, the second seal was this? Now, for that to be revealed, now William Brenham, when he stood behind that pulpit, he was not just an ordinary man. Now he was a prophet of God. Now it was God in flesh. That's why to despise the prophet is death. Because to despise the prophet, you don't despise the prophet, you despise the one that the prophet is into. Glory be to God. My brother, let's bring the deity of Jesus Christ Paragraph 8-0. The deity of Jesus Christ. Paragraph 8-0. Hallelujah. The prophet says, and that same power, that same Christ, hallelujah, let the fundamentalists, let the people who deny the power of God say it's wrong. But that same power that spoke the world into existence is in those people that's got the Holy Ghost. The same power, hallelujah, that created the universe is now in those people that have got the Holy Ghost. And William Bram demonstrated it that that same creative power that was in Genesis, it was in William Branham when he spoke the scriptures into existence. And today, that same creative power is in every member of the bride. Every member of the bride, wherever they are, they've got creative power. It is not their power, 
is because the deity is now in them. Let's read it. It says, but the same power that spoke the world into existence is in those people that has got the Holy Ghost. That's right. Men and women, it's time we find out who we are. Oh, glory be to God. The devil, the greatest thing that Satan could ever do, or the worst thing that he could ever do, is to distract you from knowing who you are. You will concentrate on what is happening around the world. You will be affected by the economy. You will mourn as they are mourning. You will complain as they are complaining. You will cry as they are crying. But I'm here to say the time of mourning, the time of complaining, the time of crying is over. You must stop crying and rise up wherever you are and speak the word and believe the word. That word will be materialized. It's time we find out who we are in this time especially with this demon that is before us. And I am tempted because the scriptures say, he that becomes a friend of a prophet gets the prophet's reward. Now I am tempted to say, the promise to William Brenham was to say, William Brenham, if you can be sincere enough and get the people to believe you, nothing will stand before you, including cancer. Now, in our time, I think it is within my right and I've got that prerogative to say to you, the members of the bride, that if you can be sincere enough and get the people to believe you as the bride, I am tempted to say nothing will stand before you, including COVID-19. Glory be to God. It's a demon. The only locality that it belongs to is under our feet. Glory be to God. Says it's time we find out who you are. This, this I, can, I can extract another message on this. You know, you never get to know a real policeman unless there is crime. You never get to know a real soldier unless there is a war. You never get to know a real doctor unless there is an outbreak of diseases. There's got to be something worse that brings out of you who you are, that brings your DNA on display. Glory be to God. And I say it's time we message believers find out who we are. Oh, brother, we are the products of the spoken way. We believe in the power of the spoken way. And we believe the spoken way will paralyze Satan anywhere, anytime, and under any condition. And maybe, as Brother Brenham once said, who's got more authority, an angel in heaven or an angel behind the pulpit? Maybe it is within my prerogative as I'm given this pulpit to minister to you. Brother Brenham said, when a minister stands behind the pulpit, he becomes an angel to the church to bring a message. And I'm standing behind the pulpit and I've got a prerogative. I, I can exercise my jurisdiction and tell you that no matter what, how long you have suffered, how long you've been sick, how your finances have gone haywire, by the authority of the word of God, I command that Satan to leave every area of your life. Oh, brother, son of man, can these bones live again? And the God said, prophesy, and here I'm prophesying the dry areas of your life. 
shall bring forth life. Hallelujah. Why? We've got more authority. We are not waiting on heaven. Where heaven is waiting on us. The Bible says whatever you bind here shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you set free here shall be set free in heaven. Heaven is not waiting for you. We are not waiting for heaven. Where heaven is waiting for us. And right now in the name of Jesus Christ, if you are sick wherever you are, whether whatever symptoms are there, in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare you to be healed. Hallelujah. Let's continue with the quotation. He says, The devil is trying to hide you back and tell you that you are a little cow down something. You are not. You are sons and daughters of God. Oh, glory be to God. The deity is not in heaven. It's in you. Hallelujah. This reminds me of when Moses got to the Red Sea. And Moses was besieged between Pharaoh's army and the Red Sea was in front of him. And Moses cried, but he forgot his commission that God told him that you, Moses, you will be a God over Pharaoh and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. Moses had forgotten who he was. And when he went to God crying, God did not sympathize with Moses. God will never sympathize with misery. God will always, bring, will always bring you back to your original identity. Moses, why cry? Speak and go forward. Yes, the Red Sea was there. But God knew that the power to open the Red Sea was no longer resigning with God. The power to open the Red Sea was not in heaven. That power was already in Moses. I wonder this morning or this afternoon, how many of you are crying? How many of you are mourning because of the problems that are before you? And you're looking unto heaven and you're crying out unto God. But God said, everything that I have, I have already given it out to them. Brethren, why is it a special thing to be the bride of Jesus Christ, especially in the end time? In the end time, the Lord did not just give us the gifts, the greatest gift that the Lord gave to the human race. He gave himself. The Lord himself shall descend with a shout, with a trumpet. Hallelujah. With the voice of the archangel, Brahm say he does three things as he comes. There is a shout, there is a voice, there is a trumpet. And where did that Lord go to? He went into the heart of the believers. The deity is no longer in heaven. The deity is here on earth. There was now silence. The Bible says for space of half an hour in heaven. The Bible speaks about the locality of that silence. The silence was not here on earth. The silence is in heaven. But what happened is because he, that was the subject of the shout, he, that was the subject of worship, is now here on earth. And that's why you and I 
are rejoicing. Everything that has a breath must hear the members of the bride rejoicing and say, glory be to God, because we know who we are. The gift is no longer in heaven. Brother, bring that quotation in the message, the adoption, paragraph 8-0. Adoption, paragraph 8-0. Brother Branham says, Go right back to Genesis, to the original. What is it? Now the world and nature is groaning, crying. Everything is moving. We can see, goodness, research just came in. Even tigers in the States have now been infected with COVID-19. Now they've confirmed that some cats as well got infected with this demon. Now, surely, nature is groaning. The whole creation is groaning. What? Brother, let me say the whole. The, now the world and nature is groaning, crying. Everything is moving. What? For the manifestation of the sons of God. When true sons born sons, filled sons, their weight is backed. Uh, brother, this, this, this is a showdown. This, this is not a time for intellectual gymnastics. This is not a time where we play with weight. This is a time where we check whose weight is being backed up by heaven. Oh, glory be to God. COVID-19 has made the false prophets to disappear. It has made the Pope to disappear. It has made the Muslims to disappear. Everybody has run for cover, but glory be to God, there must be a David somewhere that was out in the woods that knows and knows that he's God. He's more than able. Hallelujah. David, when Goliath was dead, he came as a young boy and underdog, undermined. He was not a man of war, but he had an experience of the God that he was speaking about. So he only knew and quoted that God based on history. But he was David. He knew the message of his hour. He knew him by revelation. He experienced his power. And he came and said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Hallelujah. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? I will take him on. And they said, young man, be careful. You're going to be killed. Glory be to God. Oh, brother, you will never stop somebody that has experienced the power of God personally. David was such a man. And he says, no, I am going after the enemy. He took the slingshot, put five stones, representing grace, representing the name Jesus, confronting the enemy. Everybody had run for cover. Glory be to God. It was a day of coronation for David. It was a day when he was coming of age. And I'm saying, right now, as we are facing this time, as we are facing this demon, medical doctors have run for cover. Everybody doesn't know what to do. But be, thank be to God. There must be somebody that has got an antidote. There must be somebody that knows the power of the God 
that we are speaking about. Let the little David rise up and confront the enemy by faith in the name of Jesus Christ and the enemy will come down. Hallelujah. Brother, for the manifestations of the sons of God, when true sons, born sons, filled sons, speak and their weight is back. Let me say this. The reason Pastor Gwena arranged this meeting on Zoom and not at the church is not because he's afraid of COVID-19. He's just abiding by the laws of the land. But if the government can say, whoever is daring and does not mind contracting this demon can carry on and be business as usual. I'm telling you, we are moving the church from Zoom. We are taking it back to where it belongs. We're going to be singing, glorifying God. Yes, the demon will be there. Yes, the demon will be contagious. But thank be to God, the word of God has brought the church into that state of immunity. If you get contracted by that disease, there is a name of Jesus Christ that we can pronounce over your body and you will be delivered. Glory be to God. Then he says, Brother Bram said, I believe, this was in the 60s, I believe we are on the border of it right now. Border. Why? This was before the seals. We are coming on the border. But after 1963, after the fullness of the word has come down, brother, we are no longer in, on the border. We are now within. Hallelujah. Then he says, Yes, sir. Say to this mountain, let it be, let it be so. Paragraph 81, brother, I desire so and so a certain thing done. I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I give it to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There is a manifestation. That means, oh, brother, my crops are burning up yonder. I haven't had any rain. Brother, I will send you a rain in the name of the Lord Jesus. There she come. Oh, brother. Now, now, Chad, you, a brother has a request, does not kneel down, does not fast the whole night. Oh, he stands up. He goes to another brother and say, my brother, during a conversation, I'm a believer. I have a request in my heart. My request is that I have battled this cancer for so many years. And right there, the brother as a listener now turns and says to the sufferer, Brother, whatever you need, I give you. I. Oh, brother, why don't you say the Lord? I is because at that day, John 14, verse 20, at that day, you shall know that I am in the Father, Fatherhood, 
and the Father in me, sonship, and I in you, body ministry. Whatever the Father could do, the Son could do. Whatever the church, the Son could do, the church can do. Hallelujah. Now, right now, you go to your brother. He doesn't say, let's kneel down. Let's fast. He is a fulfilled, born again, positionally placed son, adopted son. He says to you, brother, what you need, because the deity is not only in heaven. Hallelujah. Now, a brother, he, he, he is now a skin of God. Hallelujah. He is now a skin of God. He said, my brother, this cancer, yes, especially it's a fail. Yes, say oncologist has fail. But here I am in the name of Jesus Christ. And the brother is not is without education. But what? The deity is now in the brother. And say, brother, let this cancer fall off. And it falls off right. Another one comes. Say, brother, I need rain. In the Pentecostal, only God can bring rain. But in the realm, all we operate. <laughs> and this realm, authority has been delegated. Now, sons and daughters of God, hallelujah, are not just worshippers, but they are the agency of God's power. Whatever they say, heaven breaks up their weight. And my brethren, we are not speaking about the future. We are not speaking about the past. This is where we are at this juncture. Everything that William Brennan spoke, it is about to become material. It is about to become a reality. And who will make it a reality? Let the sons of God come out. Let the daughters of God come out. Let the old that are for the deity come out. Let them show the world the kind of God that we say. He can never fail. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Hallelujah. Now, things that were done by William Brennan, now every son and daughter of God can do exactly the same thing. I don't know what you need. As I come to the end of my sermon, but the same one that was behind the Badger's king, the same one that was behind the Moses king, the same one that was behind the Joshua's king, the same one that was behind the Jesus king, the same one that was behind the Paul's king, the same one that was behind William Brennan's king, today is behind the skin of your fellow brother, is behind the skin of your fellow sister. Whatever you need at this point in time, pick up the call and say, sister, this is what I need. And the sister will say, my sister, as the adopted son, as the positionally placed children of God, as the people who possess the deity, I now declare you to be healed. UK, don't be afraid of COVID-19. Your prime minister was in the ICU. You must never be afraid. Brother Brenham said the right mental attitude towards any divine word of God will bring it to pass. Job says, everything that I ever feared has now befallen me. Don't be afraid. Fear will add no value. Know who you are. You are now God with a skin on. Whatever you say with authority, 
and you believe it, it will be materialized. We must not fear in any way. Actually, if I was allowed to be on CNA, I will say, praise be to God, we have an answer to this COVID-19. And the answer is not the White House. The answer is not Benji. The answer is the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. May God bless you as I come to the end of the sermon. And may God continue to preserve you. I believe that if you believe, I think your pastor's greatest desire is that none of his sheep should be affected by this demon. That is a prayer of every pastor wherever they are. And I believe your pastor has given you the spiritual environment that will immunize you from this demon. The greatest force that this demon has is worry and fear. And you and I, we have not been given the spirit of fear. We are courageous. May God bless you richly as I hand over to the pastor. God bless you richly. It was lovely speaking to you. My, 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 my. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Somebody just glorify God where you are. Praise be to God. This is what we believe, and this is our hour, and this is the things that we are standing with, my brother, my sister. That this, the day that we are living in, we're no longer talking about a God that is just in heaven. We're talking about a God that is inside of us. It's not just a God that, is, that was with William Marion Branham, but the God of William Marion Branham has become our God. And that very God of William Marion Branham is now got skin on him. Praise be to God. Whose skin? Your skin and my skin. What the world is now looking for is that son of God that can go out there and show them that this is not just a talk, this is not just a claim, but this is something that is a reality. And it takes us now to have a direct revelation of what has been spoken about. When we get that revelation and until it comes inside of us, it becomes manifested in our lives. Then we can go out there and tell the world we have an answer to the devil's question. We have the answer to what the world is looking for. We have the answer to the COVID crisis. Amen. When doctors have failed, when medical science has failed, but there is another power. It is called the spoken word power. Brother, a power that can bring rain when there is no rain. A power that can bring clouds and until it begins to rain just by the spoken word. How much more can it be effective against coronavirus? We believe it 100%. God bless you, Pastor Madiba. We really, really appreciate the Lord for that. God bless you, my brother. We have enjoyed the word. And I trust that all the saints have enjoyed that. We thank God. Thank God for technology. Preaching out of South Africa, but preaching in London. South Africa is in the camp. Praise be to God. Thank you so much, my precious brother. What an encouragement, church. This is the hour that we are living in. The day that we have been waiting for. What you have been feeding on to become manifested inside of our lives. I liked it when our brother said, you see, the greatest threat to the devil, it is not when, when the word is in letter form. It is not when the word, you know, is in other forms, but it is when the word becomes manifested. When it steps inside of our flesh, that is when the devil starts to get threatened. 
But brother, we, we, we're not just going to threaten him. We're going to rip him apart. We're going to strip him of every power. Whatever he has tried to rob us of, as the, as the preacher has said, we're going to strip him of all the power. This is the hour that we are living in. Take what the devil stole from you. Praise God. We thank God for his word. God bless you, saints. We have really, really enjoyed that service. And I just want to say, God bless you, Pastor Madiba. Whilst we are at this, you know, juncture, before we let our brother go, we just want him to pray over everyone. So those that have got a need, I know that through the preaching of the word, he has already declared that anyone who is sick, receive your healing. And I believe that what heals is the word of the living God. I believe right there where you are, healing has already been ministered to you. You have already received that which you are looking for. But just to cap it all up, I'm going to ask our brother to just pray for us and um, just uh, put the blessing of God over each and every one of us. Pastor Madiba. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, you are such a loving God. You are such an able God. And dear God, we thank you for your grace and goodness. And Heavenly Father, especially in this juncture. You have already preserved believers, dear God. You are providing for them, dear God. And Heavenly Father, we know that this is the foretaste of what is yet to come. But Heavenly Father, we are promised that when that squeeze begins to happen, wash that faithful. Right at that point, your sons and daughters of God will speak the way, and the way it will be materialized. As the world is nervous, we are not nervous. This is the most jubilant time for every believer. This is a jubilant time for every sister and brother, wherever they are. They are looking in the quotations. They see what the prophet spoke about. And they know, dear God, that everything is about to become a reality. That is why, dear God, we lift up our heads because we know our redemption is near. I pray for every believer. I pray for their needs. May you minister to their needs wherever they are. If they are sick, heal them, dear God. If they are needy, provide for them, dear God. Whatever they need. May you provide it to your God. And I know some are worried because of this closure, this lockdown. They are worried about their jobs. But dear God, you are the first one that provided that job. That job did not come from the UK economy, did not come from the South African economy. It comes from the heavenly economy. It will not be affected in any way. If it gets affected, there is something better that is coming for your children. I know, dear God, you will never forsake your children. I bless them wherever they are. Bless the pastor, dear God. Continue to give him the wisdom of how to lead this church. We appreciate you for such a wonderful time. And we commit everything to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, Pastor. Thank you so much. Let's appreciate the Lord. I know that in your respective homes, you are, you know, just... Uh, Shouting glory, clapping your hands, just giving God some praise and thanks. God bless you, Pastor Madiba. We look forward to a day when you will come. So we are extending our invitation. That is, we have invited you to come on this platform. When this thing is over, we would want you to come physically. Amen. So we are extending our invitation for you and your wife. Come and bless us. We have enjoyed this thoroughly. God bless you. That's just the way we believe it. 
We believe it like that. And, and we like it like that. We like a practical gospel. A gospel that brings God with a skin on him. Praise be to God. God bless you, saints. Um, now, as we are uh, just coming to where we can wrap up this uh, part of the service, um, I'm going to turn you back now to go to a song service. Um, I sent a message, and I also alluded to this a little earlier on, that at the end of the service, I just want us to all turn on our videos. Then you can uh, get to see each other. We have not quite seen each other for a very long time. This is probably the fourth week now. And Zoom, you know, has got the power for us to not just hear the word, but to also see each other. So at the end of the song service, before I let you go, I'm just going to ask you to just turn on your videos. Uh, we're giving you a warning so that at least you can have the issue of, um, uh, you know, put your backgrounds and everything. And then also we've got um, some announcements to deal with at the end of that. So let's just go to the song service as we just wrap up the service. But please don't dismiss. We'll come back after the song service and then give the other announcements. God bless you, Pastor Madiba. Until we meet again, God bless. Amen.